Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Michelle Fennes. She's the owner of the conference director. She's a university lecturer, author, speaker, and trainer. Michelle, welcome to our podcast. Thanks for having me. Hi, Christopher. So you have a very unique background from many respects, but we'll start first with your profession where most people, let's say myself, I'm a speaker, and I also know how challenging it is to organize events. In your case, you both have, you're like both the director of a movie, but you're also the actor in a sense. So tell us that very unique dynamic of both being a speaker, but also as an event executive hiring speakers. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I guess it, you see both sides of, uh, of, of the same scenario playing out. Um, I try not to be too hard on organizers that approach me because I know how hard the job can be. Um, so it's fun being invited. Uh, and I have to say the first time I was invited to speak, I, I, I misinterpreted the invitation. I thought that they were inviting me to work. Uh, <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> um, so it's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to receive an invitation to speak. So I know how nice that is to receive an invitation once it's sent. Um, being on the other side of things, um, I love what I do. I always have a good reason for approaching speakers. It's always part of my whole story that I want to tell in terms of the event, because I think an event is tell like telling a story. So all of the speakers that are involved are like the sort of actors that are, you know I'm pulling together. So um, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. And, and I know everyone knows how tough event organizing can be and we're under tough deadlines and we have to do things you know under pressure and, and, and we're, we're, we're under sort of time pressure as well but it's also really pleasurable and an exciting an exciting space to be in as well so yeah I mean it's, amazing it's, people yes yeah, so it's almost like a, a movie but you're you're it's a set it's on a set and yeah. you have all the actors who are speakers but so tell yeah. us if let's say our listeners want to be an event executive like yourself they want to go into the event business what are some of the suggestions you might have for that person to get into the events business uh yeah it's a, it's a can be a difficult one actually because a lot of only in the last five years or six years i'd say that uh, they've created event management degrees before that is largely heavily experience based so it's about you know expertise that you can build um, you know hands-on experience that you're going to get from working from it within a company so but now that sort of swung a little bit I've worked with quite a few um, degree students there are quite a few sort of degree students people opt in to study but that doesn't underestimate the um, the need for practical experience as well um, so I would say get that experience in even if it's in terms of organizing your um your auntie's 60th birthday party or if it starts <laughs> in the private space then those organizing skills see if that those organizing skills come instinctive to you because it is about organizing planning looking at detail being able to sort of influence people to do what you need them to do to pull the event off and and make it happen so an event organizer is typically somebody who makes things happen basically you have a vision and then you sort of see that through whether that's you on your own or whether it's you as part of a team so if you have those sort of natural organic skills sort of you know test those out and do sort of different things that in a private in the private space 
and then when you know that you sort of got that natural uh, skill then try and approach different companies and get into and get that practical experience within different companies and a degree would help. Oh, that's great, Michelle. And now let's say I have many people who are speakers. I'm a speaker myself, as I mentioned to you for the last 20 years on a global stage. And then I have programs where I help other people understand how to be speakers. And one of the things they ask me is how do you approach or talk to a conference event plan like yourself? So if you are considering a speaker, what are some just basic things that he or she needs to even be considered to potentially speak at one of your events? For me, um, I like people with expertise. I look for expertise. I look for a solid background in the subject matter. I look for subject matter experts because that's just the space that I'm in and that's the um, how I'm measured in terms of KPI. So if I'm organizing a medical conference or a pharmaceutical conference or a logistics conference, the, the draw for the audience is always who, who is it that you're, you're bringing, in which organizations, is it someone to be very senior? So I look for seniority, I look for um, expertise, uh, I look for delivery, so how does that person deliver, are they very good at storytelling, can they deliver the piece that I want them to deliver, um, and yeah, that's, that's essentially it on paper, I mean I use LinkedIn very, very strongly as, a, as my tool for research in checking people out and kind of fact confirming what people have done and um, and then I'll speak to people. So it's, it's about, I look for subject matter experts largely. Yeah, that's funny you mentioned that, Michelle, because I literally say, look, there are people that are invisible, where if you Google them, they're not visible. There are people that are visible, but if you want to be a speaker globally, you have to be a perceived expert, where literally if someone Googles you, if your videos of you speaking at a big stage is not there, why should they believe you? And, and yes. I can vouch that Michelle does do research. She, she's not a client of mine. She's a guest, obviously, but she's like, did you really interview Elon Musk? <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally showed Michelle in the first one I've ever done this for, which I don't mind. I literally <laughs> showed her the video of, on, on, in YouTube where anyone can frankly see if you Google Christopher Kai and Elon Musk, you'll see that and again. It's good because you really want to vet your, your people that you work with, whether on a podcast or otherwise. But I just thought it was funny because I love sharing that video. It's, it's so inspiring to be able to talk to someone like Elon Musk. But again, talk about subject matter expert, right? It's, this man is, is so brilliant in so many different fields. But relative to you, Michelle, I'm always curious about the journey. So we talked briefly about how you got a degree in chemistry and yeah. you got another master's degree in the science space. And now you're more of a business owner. So... All of life, as Steve Jobs once said in a commencement speech at Stanford many, many years ago, he said that you can't connect the dots looking forward, but you can connect the dots looking backwards. And in that sense, you, when you're in university, maybe you didn't connect the dots looking forward because none of us can, but now looking back, where do you see those dots connecting relative to what you're doing now and what you might encourage people that may not know what they want to do moving forward, but here you are a successful businesswoman and now looking back, connecting the dots, what do you see about your own journey as a, as a career professional and an executive now? What, what, what advice might you give for people that might not know where they wanna go and they, they wanna perhaps be where you are? Not necessarily in the field you are, but maybe just yeah. having a clarity of, of a, that there is a hope in the future. Oh, wow. I mean, I think it's always that about having some kind of ambition my ambition, I always wanted to run my own business. I, you know, I didn't know what I, that would be in. Um, I always wanted to run my own business, but ultimately I always wanted to be the best that I could 
possibly be and have a certain lifestyle. So I think once you sort of um, start to plan out your life and work out what it's like to be in the workplace and different career paths, you start to sort of evaluate and work out different pathways to get to where you want to be. And I, even though I built up a career in events uh, management and conference management, 10 years, uh, very good career, I still knew that actually to be able to go where I wanted to go, I really needed to run my own business, own my own time, you know, and to be able to do many things. So I think looking back, I always, I could say, I could always say that I will, would end up being a success at whatever it was that I put my, um, my mind to, because I'm that kind of character. Um, and also that I would change direction because I think as a child, my mother used to always say that when I was asked what I wanted to do with my life or what I wanted to be, I went from wanting to be a scientist to being a lawyer, to being a dietitian. I'd sort of changed quite a few times because there were so many different things that looked very interesting. And so I kind of knew from them that actually I probably do if I don't do all of them, then I'll probably do two or three of them um, and not do one thing. So I think my first piece of advice would be, and that's what I tell my stepsons, I've got two stepsons, one's 16 and one's 20, that whatever you choose to do now, don't think you, you don't have to stick to it for the rest of your life. It's about what you think you would enjoy doing now, and what you think you can make an income from. And if you so decide, you, if you choose that path, and you, you follow it and you go as far as you can possibly go within 10 years and then you realize actually I'd like to change track and do something else, that's okay. But I think it's about working out what you want it out of life. Start there. It's always good to start with the end in mind, as they say. Um, start with what you want out of life, what you enjoy the most, where your skills are, where you're naturally talented and then work from that. Well, that's great you, advice you may end up with a few professions under your belt if you, <laughs> if you, work, if you, if you end up doing that, work, working it that way. Yeah, and, it, and that's okay too. But I like the that's one thing okay, you said yeah. that it's not just what you like and enjoy, but you said, where can you make a, money, make a living from? Because sometimes if they love painting or love singing, they may not be able to make a living from that. So mm. I, I like that you had both the practical and the passion side because without the both, it's hard to really make a living. And and even also what you're saying about just you're not married to your job, nor are you married to your your career, you know, nor are you married even to your your the 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 colors that you had. So I wanna stress to our listeners about what you said, Michelle, about how you had at least a deep desire to have your own business. You didn't know where, yeah, which many entrepreneurs have, but you stuck stood your ground and you moved forward and ultimately you kept going with that determination and you're open-minded. So I, I love that advice, especially when you're younger. It's so important to have that both flexibility, but steadfastness in at least having a, at least a direction and you'll feel it is a compass. So I appreciate that advice, Michelle. How, how can I guess connect with you and, and, and read your books? Oh, um, I'm, my best place to connect with me is on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I love that platform, I tend to share quite a lot of posts and uh, write articles and things like that. So I'm on LinkedIn, you can find me with my name, Michelle Fannis. Um, and then my website is uh, www.theconferencedirector.com. So that's my uh, company website. Great, yeah. that's awesome. Michelle, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Have a great day.
Amazing. Lovely to chat to you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Gifters Podcast. If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com to learn more.